The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report. I'm Claude Jennings. He's Kevin Stanfield. If you're listening to my voice and it sounds a little, I don't know how to explain it, Gra- raspy, gargly, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's because I was sitting there yelling at a bunch of 11-year-olds as they played a football game this weekend and one of the assistant <laughs> coaches. They did win 28 nothing, And so, uh, you know, so the screaming obviously worked. And so I'll do more screaming, yeah, actually. However, yeah, yeah, yeah. there were some screams going on as the Washington Commanders fall to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles in overtime. Or was it the screams? From Commanders fans watching the Cowboys beat up on the Patriots. <laughs> Who knows? We'll dive deep nope, into nope. it. Anyway, he's Kevin. I'm Claude. Week four, uh, Federal Football Report. And yeah, I mean, the Commanders go uh, to Philadelphia. Here's the thing. Played very well in the first half. Uh, you expect Philadelphia to come out in the second half like champions because they are. And they did. And the Commanders were there at the end. Um, you know, Sam Howe makes it happen. Right toward, right up at the end, they go to overtime, and you know they they lost the game. Um, again, I am a uh, thirty thousand, uh, you know, uh, feet above the ground kind of person. When I looked at the schedule, everything in me said two and two after four weeks, uh-huh. and that's exactly what they are. I'm not concerned at all about anything that I've seen. I, I, I expect to see great things out of Sam Howe, and I expect to see things that make you go. This guy doesn't can't play. I could because again, this is essentially his rookie season. I'm not shocked by anything. Kevin, let's start breaking down this two and two team, this uh, uh, loss against the Philadelphia Eagles. What did you see? What I saw for the first time, you know, me being the world-renowned movie critic, I, I like to make the movie references and analogies. Uh, I saw as as we uh, heard in Shawshank Redemption, I saw hope. I <laughs> saw, so, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Red said the hope was a dangerous thing. And then uh, Andy Dufresne said the hope was a good thing. It might be the best of things. But if you recall so many times the past few seasons, the past few seasons, this team played with like a lack of purpose, with like a lack of motivation. They weren't competitive in a lot of games. It was like college playing pros. But this time I saw hope. I saw as we said last week, now people who are listening to the show for the first time, go back to the archives. We're not just making this stuff, but we're analyzing this game and telling you what we said. We said that the offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, was the same offensive coordinator that came back in the Super Bowl and beat, uh, beat the same Philadelphia Eagles, right, with his Kansas City Chief team. So he knows how to coach against this team. And he showed it. They put up 31 points. And you figure the 31 points should be enough to win the game, but it wasn't. We'll get back to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I saw some, I saw some never give up in these guys. And I was quite impressed because Philly was quite happy to get out of that game with a victory. They were, they were ecstatic. And what made me the happiest was this was a division rival. And this was a hostile environment. Mm-hmm. And they didn't let any, they could have folded the tent like they did last week, but they, they bounced back strong. They rebounded, they bounced back strong, and they gave me some hope. 
it sounds like what you're saying is, you know, again, go back and listen to the archives from previous seasons. It sounds like they either don't need this anymore or they have it on staff and it's working. The want to coach. It seems like there is a desire to <laughs> want to do this, to want to win, to do whatever it takes to get that W. And that's what it seemed like we saw, we were seeing out there. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking of a play in the first half where, you know, Jalen Hurts is running outside. Chase Young chased him down. He didn't get the sack, but ran him out of bounds. This is the right. kind of effort that we're talking about from the team that you got to see because that's what winners do. Now, again, in divisional games, you're not going to see a lot of intimidation and things like that. Now, do I think that the commanders are a three-point – are they three points away or overtime three points away from the Philadelphia Eagles in talent and stuff? Uh, maybe not, but I think they're closer than I thought they was before this game started. I tell you that much right now because I mean, you know, I'm uh, while I'm looking at it, it, it seemed as if the Commanders had more control over, uh, in this game than the Eagles had. You know, we talk about the eye test. We talk about because you know you listen to the show. We could run down a bunch of stats if you wanted us to. We could do it, but we don't do that. What because nope. when fans watch. What did you see when you watched it? I saw a commander's team that was in control of this game. I saw a commander's team that went toe-to-toe with the team that won the East last year and that made it to the Super Bowl. Like you said, hope. Saw hope. Yeah, they they were not intimidated at all. They were even uh, the rookie, Emmanuel Forbes, going up against uh, A.J. Brown, which I want to talk about that a little bit later, about uh, leaving him on an island, the rookie with an all-pro receiver. But let's talk about that later. But even then, after he was obviously distraught that he gave up the touchdown, he came back and was going toe-to-toe with A.J. With, uh, AJ Brown, almost picked off the ball a couple of times, right? He he took it upon himself, right, to feel personally responsible for this thing, right? That want to. Now, we just need to get that want to in a couple more key areas, like the, like the defensive coaching staff. They got to <laughs> want this. <laughs> they got to want this thing, too. But I, I left with, and, and I'm of the old John Thompson school that you can't learn nothing from losing. <laughs> if you want to learn something, you win. <laughs> yeah, something. there aren't any more victories. We don't play. We don't do more right. victories. That's right. No, because we, 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 we are. We are what our record says we are. Exactly. We, we, we're two and two. Right now, we're in third place in the East. But, you know, we we got, uh, you know, the, we got a rematch with the Eagles. We got uh, uh, a doubleheader with the Giants and, and the Cowboys, who yep. lucked up and beat the Patriots today by a couple of points, right? But <laughs> But there's hope. There's hope. They, and, you know, I, I will say this, the Chicago Bears coming to town, this might be good for, for what ails them right now. This, this right. might be good. They, they have to treat the Bears. You know, I'm going to do unto others as you would have them do. They had to, like, modify that. You, yeah. They have to do unto the Bears what has been done to them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I'll go a step further. Uh, let's modify it. Do unto others as you know they want to do unto you. Right, right. <laughs> they know that the Bears see this as maybe it's an opportunity for them to get it right, you know? And so if the Bears want to get back on the right track and they think this Thursday night would be a, 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 an opportune night for them to do so, I don't know why they would think that, but maybe they do. Because I, I would think if I was the Bears that this game against the Broncos would have been the time for them to try to get something right. You would but, you so. know, they clearly didn't, but... Uh, you know, if they think that that's happening here in 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 uh, Washington, they've got another thing coming for, to for them. But again, if you look at a team and think, "Oh, this is a team that we can kind of get things right against," they're probably looking at you the same way, uh, because elite and top teams aren't looking for cupcakes to get something right because they've already got it right. 
and then it's executed mm-hmm. on a Sunday. Now, I will say this. I want We'll get more to the uh, the Bears a little bit later in the show, but let's talk a little bit about the progression that we see from Sam Howell. Um, again, I feel as if, I, I count him as a rookie because he played right. in one throwaway game last season. So to me, I view him as if this is his first season, like he's a rookie, even though I guess it still benefits you to um, – look uh to 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 be on the sidelines for that first season to watch uh other quarterbacks i guess even if it is carson wentz and taylor heineke <laughs> but um uh, and under in in that you know offense but um it seems to me like he's ahead of schedule if you were to say okay what do you expect out of a rookie sam Howell? um cuz i look at i look at kids like bryce young and I, again i don't see it uh justin fields I see it when things break down and he has to run for his life. He can make plays happen. But if there's, it seems as if it, whatever play is called, he can't execute that, but he can execute when things go wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't see that with Sam Howe. I see, I see, I see a, a, a young QB who might be a little bit ahead of schedule. What do you see? Well, let me ask you this. You were talking about the, the benefit of, of standing on the sidelines and, and, and watching the game. Who do you think he learned more from? Watching Carson Wentz or watching Taylor Heineke, I I think as far as the as far as the structure of the game, eh, you know, it might be a fifty fifty thing. As far like your reads, the progressions where you're supposed to try to go with the ball, but in terms of the 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 moxie, as they would say, the 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 sheer the sheer will to win. That's that's it's got to be from the school of Heineke, right? Because Mm -hmm. Heineke has everything. Uh, that this kid has, except maybe the arm. I saw a couple of times where he's relying a little bit on his arm, and you know, this is the NFL. This is not uh, the ACC. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah. you, they got some fast dudes on the other yeah. side. Yeah, These, yeah. The, the, the cornerbacks in the NFL are different than the cornerbacks you play yeah. when you're playing against Wake Forest. <laughs> right, but you know what? Let's give Eric Bieniemy his due because one of the things I noticed right away that he changed. Quite a bit is there was quite a few three-step get rid of the ball passes, right? Three-step get rid of the ball. Every once in a while, he tried to do a seven-step drop in there, and he got way late. (laughs) He got bamboozled, (laughs) you know, and and that has to be addressed. They're going to have to – I didn't know Ryan Robinson, who does not get the ball nearly enough, on a couple of great uh, uh, blitz pickups. Uh, we gave him some time. Unfortunately, that's one less guy out of the enemy's uh, you know, pass routes and all that. But in terms of what uh, Sam sees, I-, I think that he's gaining more confidence in his receivers. He likes, you know, he'll throw the ball to a spot, let the receiver go get it instead of waiting for the guys to get wide open. And yeah, like we said, Sam is his job. He's going to have to grow with it, you know, you know, uh, in the good times or the bad, in smooth sailing or stormy weather. This is the quarterback we got. But what they showed today was they're not afraid to put the game in his hands, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what they did. <laughs> they had no choice. And, 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 and he showed that he's not afraid to have the game in his hands. That's right. That's right. Because he was playing against the Philadelphia Eagles in front of a hostile crowd and threw a touchdown pass with no time left on the clock, right? Mm-hmm. At that particular point in time, you know, I'm the, I'm the football purist, right? I'm thinking this is when you gamble and go for two. I'm sure, thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. that you got the Eagles on their heels at that particular yep. point in time. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's when you do it. That's when, when you, you think do about it, it because, because also, I mean, don't forget, it was, it was going to be the last play of the game. Uh, I guess there was what one second, two seconds left on the clock, 
you score that touchdown, you just deflated things. Like like you said, yes. now's the time. I think before you call that play, you're like, if we score here, we're going for two, and we're going to do it quick. And you got them on, you said you got them on the heels. Go yeah. for it. Go for it. Yeah. Why not? Right? Not, yeah. I can't fault him for kicking the, the, the PAT, especially sure. like, like after last week when he went forward on fourth and two early in the first quarter. But you don't know. Remember the same situation early in his coaching career, and he just went for two. Just to be going on for two, right? Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Well, remember, yeah, you don't know what's on his mind. Don't forget, well, don't forget, wasn't it his first year where he said something? Well, they, they asked him a question about some play call in the press conference, and he said, Well, sometimes there are other things on our mind at the end of the game other than like the wins and yeah. losses. It's like, yeah. What? <laughs> what I are you talking about? Yeah, so, at yeah, least yeah, this yeah. time, I, I guess <laughs> I was thinking about winning. And so, uh, yeah, who knows? Um, they, they, you know, they had a shot and had a shot in overtime, a very questionable call. And, and in retrospect, I think it was the, the correct call when uh, he threw deep to Terry McLaurin. He got one foot in bounds, mm -hmm. but he just stepped on the other guy's arm before he went out of bounds. And then right. thinking about that, I guess that's the right call, because if you're on the pile and you're going for a touchdown on the first down, if you don't touch the ground and you roll yeah. over the guy and then touch the ground, then you're, it, it, you're in. You know, it counts, right? So, right. Yeah, in retrospect, it, it, it took a long time, too. I, you know, it was it was close. It was a tremendous effort by Terry McLaurin to catch that pass. Tremendous effort by Sam Howell to give him the ball. But right. but um, it was one of those things. So, I'm not going to say that's why we lost the game. Uh, uh, the defense is why we lost the game, but that's a right. but, <laughs> but But there's hope. There's hope. I'm more optimistic after this game than I have been after after a big a big win. Yeah, right? and, I think, and I think there's reason to again to go to Philadelphia. Um, you know, from to me, whether you talk either Philadelphia or San Francisco, I think those are the two best teams in the NFC. And to go there on the road and perform the way that they went. I mean, Philadelphia is stacked, man, with with weapons. I mean, from um, you know AJ Brown to Devontae uh, uh, Davis to uh, the running back Swift they got from Detroit to yes. Hurts himself. They're stacked with 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 weapons, and um and you know and that could be a reason why the defense performed the way they performed. But the offense was able to keep up with them, and they took it to overtime. So you can't. I I, I think other than wanting to win the game, you can't really be mad at their performance. It was much better than last week's performance, and oh, yeah. on the road against a division opponent, uh, who honestly, realistically, when you look at the two teams, Philadelphia is further along than the Commanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're you know pound for pound, player for player. Philly is a, is a Super Bowl contender. The mm -hmm. Super Bowl they they were just one Eric Bieniemy away from winning the Super Bowl last year, right? <laughs> you know? right. So, right. So right. yeah, I, I, you look at the reaction of the um, of the Eagles sidelines. The, I mean, the fans were like breathing breathing a sigh of relief, mm -hmm. but the reaction from the Eagles sidelines, they knew. They were in a dog fight, you know, and that's the way it's supposed to be with a division opponent, right? That's what we, and I expect to offer them the same hospitality when they come to FedEx Field, you know, right? Because right. that's what these division games are all about, right? You know, that no matter who else beats you, I mean, we got beat, we got waylaid by Buffalo last week. Who cares? Not in our division, not in our conference, right? Mm -hmm. The division games matter, and uh, we, we didn't, we couldn't pull this one off, but maybe it's a little, a little incentive uh, for next time. Philly had the incentive because we destroyed their perfect record last year. You know, they had, they were playing for something. And that's what makes these games special, these division opponents, right? I like I like the chippiness. I saw some chippiness in these guys, you know, a little, little pushing, going on. A little, a little, little pushing post, themselves. Post whistle, right? A little post-whistle activity. Yes. 
Yes, yes, nothing there. It was just let you know, hey, I'm here. I'll be here the next play too, right? You know, so <laughs> yes, yes, I'm very optimistic. Hope is the name of the game. Hope is the name of the game. And so um, let's, let's let's move from what we saw on the field with the players to what we see um, with the coaching staff. And we talked a lot about Eric Bien. I mean, we'll leave the offense alone. Let's talk a little bit about the defense. This has been a thing that we've done for a while with Jack Del Rio. Um, I just don't see it. Uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> when, we, when, we, when we talk, I mean, because when we talk about talent, the defensive unit has talent and, 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 I've alluded to this before, but I think what we see is the defense being able to produce, for the most part, uh, despite um, or showing flashes of production, despite the coaching staff's schemes and things. Like, I don't know if they're being put in the best position. And we talked about this two years ago when it was said from Coach Rivera, well, we let, I mean, it was Del Rio. We let Sweat and Chase determine who lines up where and does what. Yeah. <laughs> well, why do you do? Why do you do that? You mean to tell me that that you that your scheme allows for two players just randomly decide what it is they want to do, and it doesn't affect anything else, like <laughs> in, in, with the other, you know, non players. And so I'm just looking at this, like when you look at that front line, uh, uh, and you look at that secondary, and even with Jamin Davis, like I mean, he's been coming on as of late. I'm just thinking. This is a coaching issue right here. There's no way this off this defense gives up this many points against the Bills and then the the Eagles back to back, you know, and back to back weeks. If you look objectively, there's a couple of things here. First of all, I hate this two linebacker scheme. Mm-hmm. That's not the way the good Lord intended football to be played. Right. You need three, <laughs> at least three linebackers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You just, I mean, you know, it just you, you need three linebackers. That's that's it. Um, and even with that, some, somehow the other team always finds a way to isolate their fastest player on one of our linebackers. I don't yeah. know how they mm-hmm. figure that out. Mm-hmm. And they do it every single game, right? You know, somebody mm-hmm. cross across the middle, and you see a linebacker chasing after him, right? You know. But <laughs> I, one thing, though, if you look at it objectively, just look at it as a football purist, you look at sweat, you look at Payne, you look at mm-hmm. Allen, you look at Young. Of those four guys, the one of them who's the only one of them that's demonstrably better than he was two years ago is Deron Payne. Mm-hmm. All these guys are of the same level they were when they first started. Okay. And that's all we can rely on is their physical ability. They have not gotten any better. They don't have any more technique. I will say this. Chase is tap dancing a little less than he used to. He used wow. to, like, try to fake guys out like he was a wide like receiver. The, all yeah, like he's time. running the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? But now I see a lot just more force and aggression, straight ahead, bull rushing type thing. But he's got to change that up, too. They got, mm-hmm. There is no creativity on the defense at all. At all. When they're blitzing, they're blitzing from like six yards back, mm-hmm. and the quarterback got time. Has oh, time yeah. They're blitzing. Yeah, let me see. I'm going to throw the ball where this dude just came from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's, and you know, there's no, there's no, you don't, they don't fake blitzes or anything, right? You just, there's no attempt to confuse the other team. It's just like my talent is supposed to be your talent because, yeah, granted, they're all first round picks up front. But right. you know what? This first round picks on the other side. Too, sure. Right? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. You know, and what difference does it make with first round, third round, fourth round? You know, this they, they should be better. But you know, again, these guys are getting paid. They got to feed their families. 
And they're not looking <laughs> just to go out there and throw on a uniform and smile and say, oh, I played football. They, no, they're, right. they're trying to dominate you. You know, and by the way, you know, teams around the league, corners around the league, they know how good this defensive line is. They know how good. So they're ready and amped up for, you know, a slug fest. And so they come waiting for, for these guys to bring their best. And so, you know, yeah, they're, they're not just sleepwalking into these games against this front four. And so, like I said, they got to be schemed up, man. And I just I just see it happening with, with the coaching staff. And, and something else that bothered me, uh, you, you got A.J. Brown, like we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. against going up against a rookie, Emmanuel Forbes, great mm-hmm. first-round pick. But he gave him no help. He just right. gave him – he was out there on an island, any quarterback. That was one of the things I complained about uh, Sam. And um, and I used to praise Heineke. If Heineke saw single coverage, he was throwing the ball. Throw it up. <laughs> Period. Throw it over there. And nine times out of ten, McLaurin's coming down with it. Right, right, right. So we talk about Heineke throwing. So you get an all-pro guy like Jalen Hurts throwing to an all-pro guy. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he would have a little bit more safety help. There'd be some double coverage or something. Mm-hmm. But no, it was just straight up, and it cost us 34 points, right, by doing yeah. it that way. Yeah. Now, to, to Forbes' credit, <laughs> he came – I didn't think he was coming back because he, he looked like he had just lost the Super Bowl after he gave him that last touchdown pass, right? His head buried in the towel and all that. Mm-hmm. But he came back. You know, his memory is a little bit longer than I'd like for it to be. But then he came back and was doing battle. So let's see how, you know, maybe Justin Fields is what he needs, right? Coming yeah. up right about now. Justin Fields is what ails him, right? Because I saw Justin throw a TD, I mean, throw an interception today. The guy was just standing there. <laughs> he, was, he didn't have to make a spectacular diving anything. Mm-hmm. He was just standing still, and, and Justin threw the ball to the wrong jersey, right? So Yeah, I wonder if the coaches told Justin to do that. Because, you know, remember he came out this past week saying, well, the, the problem's the coaching. And so yeah, I wonder if yeah, the coaches yeah, yeah. told him to throw it, yeah, throw it to the guy in another jersey who's just standing there. Well, maybe he figured if he, if he aimed for the other guy, he hit his guy by mistake. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's the Federal Football Report. I'm Claude. He's Kevin. We'll be back uh, after this break, and we'll do America's favorite segment, Fake News or Not. The ones that matter most are the children. There is a special place in South Dakota, a place of hope, love, safety, and opportunity for Native American children. This place is St. Joseph's Indian School. Here, we preserve traditions, provide Lakota kids a safe place to learn, attend to the mind, body, heart, and spirit of every child in our care. As a father, I feel very good about leaving my kids here and they have way more opportunities here. I can come on campus and I can feel the good vibes and the children, they can really grow. Together, we are giving Lakota children brighter futures and a proud connection to their past. To learn more, go to helplakotakids.org today. We don't want you on our team. You're too slow and fat. This is weight bias. I'm worried about your weight. Don't you care what other people think? Millions who live and are affected by obesity face weight bias every day. You're not the right fit for this job. Unfair judgment by others. Just stop eating so much and exercise some. You lose all this weight. These people often blame themselves. It's just me. Nobody likes me. I do exercise and eat right. And I talk to my doctor. Weight bias hurts. 
everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect. Your words and actions matter. Let's stop weight bias. Let's work together. Be part of the solution. Go to StopWeightBias.com and learn more. A public service message from Obesity Action Coalition. Delete this immediately. You hear me? From the producers who brought you Agency CIO's dream come true. Who are these people? And federal IT lifesaver. They're amazing. Now comes another summer blockbuster. Wow, this intel is a game changer. We're running out of time. Post it now. Here it goes. Starring a 40-year veteran journalist and the host of The Federal Drive. I don't care what the consequences are. We just can't keep this to ourselves. They have to know. Tom Temin. And a 20-year veteran of executive branch coverage and executive editor of Federal News Radio. Wait till you hear this interview. The award-winning journalist, Jason Miller. Oh, this is good. You better crank it up. Federalnewsradio.com Experience the Difference. Rated GS 11 and above. Showing now at federalnewsradio.com. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report. I'm Claude. He's Kevin. And it's time for your favorite segment, America. Fake news or not. It's time for fake news or not. I've got three statements coming out of Washington, D.C. Kevin has to let me know whether it's fake news or not, which is why we call the segment (laughs) fake news uh, or not. Statement number one. Oh, by the way, this is a Chicago Bears themed fake news. All right. All right. Fake fake news or not. Statement number one. If we had the opportunity to trade quarterbacks just straight up, Sam Howell for Justin Fields, you'd keep Sam Howell. Is that fake news or not? Uh, uh, At this point, I say that's news at this point. You know, it's, it's. At, at, at this point, you don't know what type of influence the young kid had, feels had initially. You know, we don't know, you know, because, you know, you still get that mindset out there. You know, if you look at the reports, the way people were writing when um, uh, Jalen Hurts uh, got the job right, you know, uh, the, the people were down on Jalen Hurts, you know, because he was black. That's, mm-hmm. that's the only reason, right? That's the only reason. You, I mean, they're not down on the rest of these quarterbacks in the league, but, you know, whenever they, they, they'll compare Jalen Hurts to uh, uh, um, any other black quarterback in the league, <laughs> you know, yeah. they'll, they'll try to, yeah, they're, they're trying to compare him to Mahomes, but if he's not Mahomes, he's a, a Justin Fields. Just like the rookie class, they're all compared against each other, right? Nobody's right. comparing anybody to the the kid in San Francisco. <laughs> Nobody's yeah, Brock comparing Purdy himself or Joe Burrow. Yeah, they're not comparing <laughs> him to Joe Burrow, right? They got to compare Jalen Hurts. We said, what does um, what does Justin Fields have to do to be Jalen Hurts? You know, what, you know, this is so that's the only thing. So that's why I'm careful just to blast the kid. Because you know what? That same mentality is on a lot of coaching staffs uh, in the uh, NFL. You know, what was Doug Peterson thinking? Remember when uh, he gave Jalen Hurts his first start against Washington mm-hmm. on, on on Monday Night Football? And Hurts came in, ran for two touchdowns. Then he pulled him from the game, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. You, I don't you know? know. Either he knew he had something good or he just said, well, I ain't going to let this kid go, you know. You know, he makes me look bad for not and playing that, him earlier. And, and the winner of that game, by the way, was going to go to the playoffs. And right. the commanders ended up going to the playoffs, and that was the infamous Heineke game against right, Tampa Right, Bay. right, right. 
Yeah, yeah. And and also by losing that by uh losing that game, Philly kept the Giants out of the playoffs. If I if I recall, we'll get Rodney to verify that. So I'm saying all that to say, um, maybe Justin Fields is a bust, maybe it's not, but it 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 so much depends on how he was brought up, how he was nurtured, how he was brought along. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the kid Trey uh, Trey Lance in um in San Francisco. You know that's that's a Shanahan thing, right? You know, I, I you know, he might never be the same again because right. Shanahan got a hold of him. Because if Shanahan was that great a talent, a judge of talent, he was started pretty <laughs> a long time ago, right? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, still Garoppolo and, and whatever else they were trying to do. <laughs> so yeah, I would say yes, that's news. I would keep Howell now, but I'm not saying that that the uh, NFL is done with Justin Fields yet either. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I actually think that that's um, fake news. I think that I would t- I would take Justin um, now over over how. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Fake news or not? Statement number two: If the Commanders lose to the Bears on Thursday, it is time to panic. Fake news or not? That's um, news <laughs> at this point <laughs> because you know. Interesting. Or you know, I, I watch the game the, the games with no volume, so I don't know what the announcers are saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we still got this new ownership team around here, right? <laughs> they, you know, they finished with the test drive. We still got that new car smell on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I told my wife this morning. I said, "Don't be surprised if you see Magic Johnson on the sideline this game, right?" You know, oh, yeah. sure. Because uh, yeah, the owners say, "Hey, Magic, just go down there, uh, just deliver this message for me." I know you're only a one percent owner, so you don't mind going down there deliver this <laughs> message. Just stand next to Jack Del Rio. Just stand next to him and say. Man, y'all let Justin Fields put up twenty eight points on y'all, right? You know, so yeah. So yes, it's it's time. I don't know if panic's the right word, but I'm gonna say there's news. It's time to shake some stuff up because you got that heralded defense that's that's given up almost a hundred points in two games, right? You know, mm-hmm. you get all those number one picks that you're gonna have to pay sooner or later, or let Chase Young walk. You know, you got a lot right. going on here. So you're gonna have to start making some moves. And and you know, my favorite my favorite um uh, my favorite move at this time of year, if you're a head coach, is the human sacrifice. <laughs> I love you, buddy, but you got to go. <laughs> you got to go. Somebody gotta get fired. Somebody gotta get fired by week seven to show that your new ownership that you're serious about this. So yes, if if they mess around and lose this game to the Bears on national TV, when the owner they're gonna show a picture of the owner and Magic and whoever else, uh, uh, Bryce Harper if he's not in the playoffs and the Phillies and everybody else gonna be in the in the booth. Yeah, if they lose this game to to the Bears on national TV after on the Thursday Bears night, game, yeah, the on only Thursday, game yeah. on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some, something's got to give. Okay, uh, so I, I got a bonus uh, fake news. I only, I only did two, so I'm going to do a, a third one, then a bonus. Okay, okay? all right, so all right, all right. Here's the third one: the network exec, the TV network execs are calling the NFL and are begging for a way to flex this game out of Thursday Night Football. <laughs> fake news or not? That's that's news. <laughs> that's news because because if there was a way to do it. They would do it. They're trying mm-hmm. to figure it out now. You know, if if um, you know the fact that there was as close as it was today, and you know Chicago did come back, right? Oh, wait a minute, Chicago lost. Denver came back and won that game, didn't they? They beat Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, that's that's definitely news. They're trying. They're trying hard. to to, to get Dallas and anybody else on, right? Because there's no. <laughs> 
Besides Justin Fields, can you name another offensive player on the Bears? Um, no. Well, they uh, got DJ Moore, right, from Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah Denver came know. back. Yeah, Denver won that one, thirty-one twenty. Yes, they did. They did. They did come back. They were down deep too. But you know what? Side note: that might be what turns Denver around. Mm-hmm. The fact that they uh they, they rallied, you know, because they could have laid down after last week, but they mm-hmm. they said, hold it, stop, hold it right here. <laughs> so that's that's something. But yeah, they, if the if the league could flex this thing out, they would do it. They would. They still might be talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick, we'll do anything. Uh, I know Kansas City's playing Sunday night, but let's uh, switch the schedule up and send Kansas City and Dallas, and we'll figure something out. Uh, anyway, that's right. Um, all right. So here's the bonus question for fake news, um, or not. Um, and it's not even like, and so the answer is just, you know, choose which one um, you'd rather have, which one you think is the better food option, better food option, mm. Chicago style pizza or Maryland crab cake. Well, this is me personally now. <laughs> Uh-oh. I, I remember <clears throat> I've had crab cakes all my life, right? Different, you know, different, there's all kinds of different ways. I kind of like the, you know, the fake ones that, that come like preformed and all that. That's <laughs> mostly like me and stuff. I like those too, right? You like you know? oh. I, I like those. Those remind me of my childhood, right? I like, of course, you know, I like, I like, you know, lump, jumbo lump and all that, right? You know, that, that, that's great, right? You know, there used to be a place in, um, in uh, Waldorf, Maryland. I forget, it's no longer there. I think it burned to the ground. But they would have these crab cakes. You can buy them like uh, cooked or just prefabricated and you just come pick them and cook them up yourself. These things were huge. They were, I'm trying to think of something of that size. They were like the size of an omelet, right? <laughs> you know? uh-huh. These things were so good. They were right on Route 5, right as you're coming into. As a matter of fact, there's a sign that said you're now entering Charles County, big brick sign. And was off it to a, the right was of it that, a buffet? No, I don't know. It wasn't a buffet. It was a sleazy motel right next to it. I remember that. <laughs> but this place had the best. Having said all that, mm-hmm. my first encounter with Chicago Rips. pizza. Was it Rips? No, not Rips. Rips, Rips, Rips. rips. Okay. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the, you how you know about Rips? <laughs> uh, I just, I, the internet just told me. Oh, okay. All I, right. I put, all I put, right. In, Rips. I put in seafood Rips. place in Waldorf near Sleazy Hotel that burned down. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it Rips. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It was Rips. But, but like I said, Chicago style pizza changed my life. I've never encountered anything like that okay. when I first uh, when I first encountered it. I fell in love with it. And as a matter of fact, I don't know if you're familiar with Pizza Uno's in Chicago. Oh uh, man, that was that was heaven. There's another place, Giordano's. I remember uh, my, uh, the first time I took my wife to Chicago. We had a dinner at Giordano's, okay. and the pizza looked like cheesecake. <laughs> <It was> just, <laughs> she said, "What is this? This is pizza, baby." So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I gotta go with the Chicago style uh, pizza. Got all right. I'm sure. So, so um, I've never been to Chicago. Plan to go soon, and I've mm-hmm. never had Chicago style pizza. So. No, I'm okay. I'm a, but I feel like you said it's like you know, I grew up crab, crab cakes my whole life. Crabs. As a matter of fact, I had crabs yesterday. I was sitting there watching Notre Dame beat up on Duke, and then watching uh-huh. Alabama uh, uh, win. And I, I was eating crabs last night. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact. So yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll take your word on it. I'll take your word on it. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's fake news or not, um, so Kevin? Uh, you have another video uh, for movie uh, reviewing movies that you have not seen yet. Right, right. Well, this week, I actually have not seen uh, uh, The Expendables 4. 
did not I, stop not you from reviewing that. it on your YouTube channel. No, no. So before you talk about, a little bit yeah. about it, people, for people to get your official review of without watching it, they got to go to the YouTube channel. But what's the name of the show so people can go to YouTube and subscribe and hit the bell, get the notifications and stuff? Well, I I, I called it movie, movie reviews for movies I haven't seen yet. <laughs> now, we're going to have to meet afterwards because <laughs> you're more of the social media, uh, uh, media, media type guy. Your name is Claude J. Media, you know, for goodness sake. So right, you right. have to help me like design this thing so people can, because I've just been sending out the link on Twitter. and then, But there's got to be a way that I can like, like even the name of the channel and stuff, I need to change that to make it more accessible. Because right now I did find a little secret, like if I just – title is something about expendables and review whoever's looking for a reviewer of the expendables they'll find me right there you, you go know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and hopefully they'll like it but uh but yeah 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 i, I think i'm gonna like this movie uh you know and, and my tagline says i think i'm gonna like this as much as i think no well how do i put that i think you're gonna like this movie just as much as I think I might, if I ever get a chance to see it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So reviewing but just, the... um, I think if you go to YouTube and just, just put in Kevin Stanfield movie, movie reviews, you might get something. But we're still working on that. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? We'll, we'll have more information next week. I'm going to help yeah. Kevin figure this thing out so that way it's easy to search on YouTube. Uh, but again, yeah, Kevin Stanfield. Uh, movie reviews of movies I have not seen yet. Just if you type that in, you'll be or just follow Kevin on Twitter or X. Yeah, yeah. Um, do that. And, yeah. At Stanfield <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. At Stanfield X Kevin. Twitter, yeah. And I'll and I'll share it. Uh um and I'll share it uh as well. So um let's see. We'll review the rest of the NFCs. We gotta get Rodney on um at some point um to talk about that. But but here's one thing. I was talking to um my cousin Clyde Jenkins. And he yeah, and Manny yeah. were on the phone earlier today, my 10-year-old son, and they kind of got into it a little bit towards the really? end of the Commanders-Eagles game. So Clyde was on the phone uh, cheering for the Eagles because he wanted the Commanders to lose uh, because that's just the kind of hater that he is. And Manny <laughs> was trying to explain to Clyde that, you know, well, why are you rooting against the, um, e uh, against the uh, Commanders when if the Commanders win – it drops the Eagles one point in the it gives them right. one in the loss column. It makes more sense to, but see, Clyde was trying to explain to Manny, you know, you're of a certain generation, young man. You know, you you don't see the burgundy and gold the way that I see the <laughs> I uh, just can't do it. <laughs> and, he, and so Clyde said, "What you're saying makes sense. I'm not rooting for him. I want to see him go down." <laughs> He said, we, and by we, he means the Cowboys, still have two games against the Eagles. We'll take care of them when we, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But so, tell, we yeah, tell Clyde, it was, it was a waste. Clyde, Clyde, you just don't, you don't look at, you're looking at, you play, you're looking at the game with your heart, Clyde, instead right. of with your head, right? You know, you got to look at it with your head. Yeah. Clyde anyway. seems to be, he'd be like an analytics type of guy. Clyde, Clyde is, right? You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the stats. You know, we lost, but we won in the stats battle. Correct. <laughs> you know? Correct. So um, let's see. The Giants play uh, Monday night. They take on Seattle. Oh, my gosh. I mean, some of these primetime games this week are really bad games. Mm -hmm. So Giants and Seattle. Um, and let's see. The Cowboys did beat. Uh, ended up beating uh, New England thirty-eight to three. Uh, needed the Barely. Cowboys needed that rebound because that la that loss against the Cardinals last week, bad. I mean, bad, bad. I don't even yeah, want to hear. Oh, well, three bad. offensive starters, the guys on the offensive line were out, and you were they, they had to get adjusted to things without Trayvon Diggs. They're the Cardinals who stink. What are you talking about?
can't lose to them. Yeah. They they rebounded. Um, but one thing you saw last week, I feel about the Cowboys, that loss against the um, Cardinals just shows it's business as usual in Dallas. They'll win some games. They'll look impressive some weeks. But when it really counts or a game they're supposed to win, eh, they're not going to do it. They're just not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of hard. It was kind of touching though to see the tribute to, to Zeke. Uh, yeah, was, I like seeing like all the hugs and embraces. Uh, that was such a waste to me. It seemed like Zeke was just gained for you know had ever since he had this little off the field difficulties, he was never the same guy. Right. It, it was mm-hmm. you know it just. Some guys bounced back from that, and Zeke just didn't. And I think he 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 turned to Chicago style pizzas for comfort. <laughs> yeah, well, now you know, and that's one thing I didn't notice watching this is that he seemed to have slimmed up a little bit. There, oh, really? Really? He didn't look as big as he was when in his last two or three years in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, because he was like, you know, I thought he was offensive lineman, right? You he know, definitely but, looked like, one. but. Uh, and and move. Yeah, I, I, one thing I, I didn't like about the game, the announcers tried to play it off like, yeah, they're working on Dak with all some situational things now, and you know they were they were throwing the ball way too much late in the game when they sure. should have been running the ball and mm-hmm. and punting if they had to, you know, improve the running game. But it's almost like they were padding stats and, and things like that. They did, they didn't have to do that. They really didn't. They take you take the risk of, of getting I mean, of course you can get hurt on any play, but it was just that mindset. I found it very Shanahan-esque, if there was, <laughs> if there was such a word for it, right? You know. Uh yeah, yeah. So um yeah, I, I wish I wish them no well. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, it's the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. I'm Claude. He's Kevin. On the other side of this break, we're going to preview the Thursday night thriller. And Lando, <laughs> the Washington Commanders against the Chicago Bears. Stay close. What up, world? I'm Kevin Stanfield, and welcome back to the latest installment of my favorite and mine movie reviews of movies I haven't seen yet. Today's review is the fourth installment of the iconic Hollywood series, The Expendables. Now, we all remember that the Expendables were a band of mercenaries who overcome impossible odds to take down a ruthless drug dealer and his private army. I believe this chapter will be a departure from Expendables 2, where you might remember a small band of mercenaries overcome impossible odds to take down a ruthless arms dealer and his private army. I think this film is more like Expendables 3, where you might remember a small band of mercenaries overcome impossible odds to take down a ruthless arms dealer and his private army. Expendables 4 features the return of Sylvester Stallone in his iconic role of Barney Ross, the leader of the Expendables. Sly seems to have some time on his hands when Michael B. Jordan muscled him out of the Creed movie. You get it? Muscled out? Yeah, well. Barney is once again joined by Lee Christmas, played by the fabulous Jason Statham. Statham is known worldwide for having the best forehead lines in the business. When we last saw Jason, he was doing battle with a gigantic prehistoric shark called the Meg. This time, he's wrestling a different Meg, namely Megan Fox. A Meg here, a Meg there. What's the deal? Well, won't you be lonely without me? No. There's lots of other boys on the mission. I'm not in the mood. I'm gonna play a little Hendrix. Usually does the trick. Don't start. No, I'm starting. Oh, I always liked this tattoo. So did your brother. 
Also returning to inflict more damage are noted thespian Dolph Lundgren, the big rusky from the Rocky movie, and Randy Couture, the dude with the ear. Noticeably missing from Expendables 4 are Terry Crews, Jet Li, and Wesley Snipes, because they were mm, expendable. But not to worry, there's a whole new crew of bad boys shooting up some stuff. The most notable addition being Jacob Scipio, who, when we last saw, well, at least when you last saw, was beating the living daylights out of his daddy, Will Smith, in Bad Boys for Life. I hear he's Chris Rock's favorite actor. And let's not forget the newest addition to the team, one Mr. Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. You know, this is my movie. These people are in it. But this is my movie. Like, it's clear. This is my movie. Like now, when people in Hollywood talk about Mr. Jackson's performance, I hear the word Oscar bantied about. No, not the Academy Award. Oscar is his barber. So the bottom line is, Expendables 4 is a movie that you're going to enjoy just as much as I think I'm going to. This is Kevin Stanfield. Tune in next time for another thrilling installment of movie reviews of movies I haven't seen yet. It's the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. I'm Claude. He's Kevin. Final segment here on the Federal Football Report. And Kevin, the, the big matchup. And you want to talk a little bit about the, the commercials hyping, hyping this matchup. Uh, it was the like Bears against the Commanders on Thursday night. First of all, it was weird because the Bears were wearing orange, right? <laughs> you know, right. orange helmets yes, and, and orange jersey. And they said last night, the Commanders, were they com the Commanders last year? I guess they were. The Commanders, yeah, came into Chicago and beat the Bears on their home turf. This year, the Bears say it's going to be different on national TV. Thursday night, they were paying them. You know, who cares? <laughs> why why it's just the Bears and the Commanders, right? You know, and especially if they wear those ugly orange uniforms again. Those are, you know, what? I don't understand when you're the bears and I love, like, I like teams, classic uniforms, you know, yes. um, I yes. like the Patriots old uniform. Uh, I like the bears. Old, I like the Broncos old uniforms. Right. I don't get. And then, so when you get these updated and then they go with these weird alternate colors, I just don't get it. Like, what's the point? What are we doing here? It shows you that somebody in the position of power is making decisions that have nothing to do with football. <laughs> they have positions of power in the football organization making decisions that have absolutely nothing. The whole color rush thing. It's, it's like Oregon. It's like University yeah. of Oregon, it's man. So you know, what is this? What are we doing here, man? As they say. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? So, oh, you know what? Before we even talk about this game coming up, did you watch any of the early morning? I think it was Jacksonville. I don't remember who Jacksonville was playing, um, but the early morning game in London. And on the ESPN Plus thing, they had the toys, the Toy Story um, thing. Did you watch that at all? No, I didn't know that was today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was today. By the way, Jacksonville plays in London again next week, so they're yes. just they, they're in, they just sent they just them stay. To, uh, that's what I would think. I think they would just stay over there, maybe bring their families and stuff. But anyway, I, I didn't see the game, but on Twitter or X. I uh, I did see them repost some of the stuff, uh, ESPN Plus or whatever, and it looked kind of funny. It looked kind of cool. I was like, yeah, this is kind of, you know, kind of, and and to me, I was like, oh, it's so gimmicky, you know, but then when I finally saw it, it looked kind of cool, and um, my son, Manny, totally thought, oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm thinking, are kids now going to be watching football through the eyes of carts of, of toys now? Like, is, that, <laughs> is, that, is that what we're, but at the same time, if you're the, if you're the NFL or ESPN, and the the game itself is available on a regular network, but on one of your apps, you can watch something goofy like that. You're not losing anybody, 
and you possibly could gain some kids or some other people who wouldn't mind watching that. Yeah, I, I did kind of like the uh, the Nickelodeon version of the games. I think it was the Super Bowl they did a Nickelodeon slime version whenever yeah. somebody mm-hmm. uh, got into the end zone, they fell into a bucket of slime or so, you know. <laughs> I, I do kind of like that. I'm, uh, You know, I, it's it's the same thing I was, as I was saying about the color rush uniforms. You know, people who are in decision-making positions are making decisions that are based nothing at all on football. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it's... I guess it's cute, you know. <laughs> I don't like it. Maybe I'm just getting to be an old Tony Tony Kornheiser like curmudgeon or <laughs> something like that. I, 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 you know, I can see there might be a dollar or something in it, but what what do they do with it? Like the guys start brawling, <laughs> stuff like that. Right? Yeah, then the toys are sitting there fighting each other, <laughs> pushing each other around. <laughs> you want your kids seeing that? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Well, a guy was, uh, has an ACL. Is it like Woody on Toy oh. Story, where the leg is bent backwards and stuff? <laughs> yeah. What do they do right? there? <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. So, uh, Bears coming to Landover next week. Um, no, I think point number one to me is that defensive line has to harass Justin Fields. Uh, can't let him get into a rhythm. Uh, can't give him time. And I don't think that's going to be hard. Their offensive line is atrocious. And um, I think that it's going to be a long night for Justin. He's going to be running a lot. And I think he's going to be prone to throw multiple interceptions. I'm thinking maybe two or three by the time the night's out, simply because he's just not going to have a lot of time. He's going to be ripping and running around. Um, and after a while, that gets old. And it doesn't matter how young you are. If you're running for your life the entire time, you know, you're, you're, it's going to wear on you, especially with, the, with those big dogs beating down on them. I think it's going to be a long night for him, but the defensive line has got to make it happen. Yeah, unfortunately, we have a defensive coordinator who's been here for quite some time and has not changed one iota, and he's too easy to dissect. He's too, he's too easy to analyze this commander's defense, and it's too easy for quarterbacks to know where they want to go with the ball. Getting some pressure on them is a plus, but it's too easy for them to know what they want to do if the pressure doesn't come. So unless something changes, and nothing indicates that it will change because it has not changed to this point, I think that they might mess around and give Justin Field an opportunity to develop a little bit of confidence and and that would be like giving them hope. <laughs> you know? right, and we right. don't want them to have any hope, right? DJ Moore was a good receiver, like you said. Um, maybe they, they all went to university, to go went up. To university of Maryland. Went to University of Maryland. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And you know, these Maryland university receivers uh tend to like shred us, right? As yeah, as Stefan uh, Diggs did last week. But um, I think that they should win this game. I thought they should have won today. So what do I know? But, yeah, they should win this game uh, handily. Um, you know, we'll see. This game, if nothing else, it will show you if we have primetime players on this team. Because mm-hmm. they, that's what the networks do on the nationally televised game. They pump up. Chase Young will get a lot of camera time. Oh, Sam yeah. will get a lot of camera time. Terry will get a lot of camera time. Uh, um, uh, Brian Robinson will get a lot of camera time. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if they live up to it. Sure. But from the offensive standpoint, what do you think you need to see? I would love to see a heavy doses of Brian Robinson. Uh, Brian Robinson, I'd like to see the offensive line um, 
get a little bit more aggressive, start taking one big step forward instead of taking that one big step back when, <laughs> when the ball is snapped. I mean, they take big steps back. Let's too. get let's you get know, Brian Robinson twenty five to twenty eight carries this game. I, I would love to see that, you know, and and uh, maybe being at home that that would uh you know help uh, spur him along a little bit. I don't, don't think that DC has a large Chicago Bear following now these days. Maybe back in the day of of uh, you know Wilbur Marshall and Walter Payton, but yeah. That, that, I would love to see them get into that rhythm. I'd, lo- I'd, I'd like to see key players in the game at key times of the game. <laughs> I don't like to see a player make a good play and then jog off to the sideline because they want to give them a break. Let, mm-hmm. let the guys earn their money. They pay them so much more than they pay the second-string guys because they're supposed to be that much better. If they're not as as good, cut them. Let's save some money. Let's get two of the guy behind them. <laughs> I want to see people earning their keep. Come yeah. on now, let's start, let's start to get serious now. We're paying you millions of dollars. We're paying him hundreds of thousands of dollars. Show me why we're paying you this. Chase Young is in the contract season. Mm-hmm. You want, do you like want it. the money or not? <laughs> you know? contract, season, co- contract season coming off of an injury, you know? Yes. Do you want, can you play or not? Right. You're going to be on national TV. Come right. on. This is, if he doesn't shine Thursday, that should be an indicator right there. Right, right there, what this what this whole thing is going to be about. This might be this is Chase Young's career. I know that sounds a little dramatic, but look at it. <laughs> Maybe we should put that's that on fake t- news or not. <laughs> oh man! All right, well it's too late. No, that's news. This is your career, Chase Young. It's not too early in the season. This is not you know between now and I think the next national televised game they're on is Thanksgiving, perhaps. Right? You know, this this is what it's all about. You show us what you got right here, right now. Or, or, you know, be prepared to be playing in Seattle next year. You wow. know. Check that out. That's it. Check that out. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll be back next week, guys, on the Federal Football Report to break down this um, Thursday night thriller uh, in Landover with the Chicago Bears coming to town seeking revenge against your Washington commander yeah. for last week's big game. <laughs> be there. And we'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs>